uh, that's why I say that um, the most rewarding thing was the road it took to be the best that I could be. For the Millennial Way Show, I am Ismael Trevino. Welcome to a new podcast episode. Our next guest is a living legend. He's the only female athlete that has competed in five Olympic Games. I hate to fail more than I love to win. She never likes to lose. <laughs> Dara Torres, a come from behind, moved her team from our next guest won 12 Olympic medals over a nearly 25-year span from age 17 to 41. Four golds, four silvers, and four bronze. She's an iconic swimmer, former Olympic athlete, mother, author, and speaker. Our next guest also talk about her legacy, success, and struggles in depth for the first time in a documentary that aired a few days ago on the SEC network for ESPN called Once Upon a Comeback. Today, she joined us. Superstar swimmer Dara Torres. What a pleasure and an honor. Welcome to the Millennial Way Show. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be on it. Dara, before we dive deep into your documentary, please uh, tell us where are you and how has been for you living through this pandemic era? Any learnings that you want to share with our audience? Uh, you know, so I'm in Florida, uh, in South Florida and Delray Beach. And, uh, you know, I don't think the pandemic's been easy for anyone. Uh, you know, when everything got shut down and we were kind of secluded in our houses, um, you know, it was hard because I'm always used to traveling and doing motivational talks and, you know, just being out outside and running errands. And it's just like, I like to go, go, go. And so it was definitely um, an eye-opening experience for me having to just sort of be stuck uh, somewhere for so many months. Um, but, you know, I I felt like I definitely bonded with my daughter more and um, I was getting so bored that I started to post uh, exercises to do every day online. So I was just trying to keep busy the best way I could and, and was lucky enough that some, some teams and some coaches asked me to speak to their kids while they were doing sort of virtual training and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. So it, it was, it was a different um, situation to be in for myself, but you know, the thing is, you know, everyone's going through it and um, we all just have to kind of pull together Together to get through it. Let's dive deep into your documentary, um, Dara. How you got involved in this new project? How you team up with this uh, filmmaking duo, Lisa Lax and Nancy Stair Winters? I understand together they have more than 16 Emmy Awards. How well started? Yeah, well, just that in itself, when someone who has that many Emmy Awards and they have a Gracie and tons of other awards, you have to say yes. I mean, that's a no brainer. But um, Lisa lacks, well, first of all, they're sisters, they're twins, and they look identical. And so I can never tell them apart. But Lisa worked at NBC Sports when I was a, a production assistant there. And so I was always kind of in awe of her of what she did and how creative she was, <clears throat> excuse me, was. And um, so, you know, when you look at someone like that and look at someone like her sister who, you know, has many accolades herself, too, while working at ABC Sports and she worked on soap operas and worked um, on the Katie Couric show. It, it just, you know, no matter what they say, you want to work with them. So uh, they 
basically emailed me and asked if we can talk on the phone. And we, we spoke and, you know, they said they wanted to pitch me to the SEC network. And I didn't really know like how big a deal the SEC film was, you know, I just, I was like, Oh yeah, sure. That'd be fun to work with you. And, and it took about a year and a half to film everything and to edit it. So it was sort of a long project, but I, I had a lot of fun uh, just sort of watching what they did and how creative they were and sort of how they came up with different shots and just, just kind of learning from them. And, and so it was really a more of a learning experience for me. And obviously they delved deep into my background and my struggles and the ups and the downs. And so, uh, you know, I was okay talking with it. And I think the biggest thing that I really wanted to come out of the film was if there was something that I was going through that someone else is going through, hopefully that will motivate them to want to talk about it or get help or whatever, you know? So, so it was, it was, it was a very, um, I want to say more like educational experience for me. That's great. That's great. Uh, Dara, let's go to your inception. How did you get into swimming? I, I, because I understand that this competitiveness um, went okay at the beginning since, since you were a kid. Yes, I have um, four older brothers and whatever they would do, I would do. So um, when they started to swim, I was sort of in the stands and had a lot of energy. And so my mom was like, let's try swimming for you too. And I just really fell in love with it. I mean, I did other sports. It wasn't like, <clears throat> excuse me, I was just zooming in on, on swimming. I played soccer. I did basketball, volleyball. I did all different sports. And I think it's very important when you're growing up that you just don't focus on one sport because it's very easy, obviously, to get sort of bored of it and to burn out. And so um, I was glad that I did other sports, but swimming was always sort of closest to the heart. Wow. Uh, Dara, as a swimmer at the University of Florida during the 80s, um, you said that you faced pressure from coaches uh, related to, to weight. At the time, uh, the coaches did not know a lot about eating disorder. Can you walk us through that, um, how it was back in those days? All right. So first of all, I need to make it clear that um, the coaches never forced me to do anything. So this, so me developing an eating disorder was something that, that I, that I did. Um, but there was pressure. There was pressure to make weight. And our coach was very adamant about weighing us every week and making sure we made weight. And for me coming from a team in California, that was hard, but I didn't know what hard was until I got to university of Florida. So if you didn't make weight, the two mornings a week that you had off, you'd have to go and swim and do a workout. And I just didn't want to do that. And, and I was exhausted as it was not used to this type of training. So um, I just, I started to binge and purge and uh, it became very habitual and it lasted my entire uh, college career. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't going to go tell my coach and say, Hey, guess what? I have an eating disorder. I, I think the hardest thing when you, when you're going through something like that, and it, and it, it is considered an addiction, I guess, because you're kind of addicted to food um, is the hardest thing is really, really um, just, I guess, telling someone that you have this issue and opening up about it. And so it took a while. It took me five years to open up to someone about it. And, uh, you know, obviously I, I would never wish what I went through on anyone because it was a really dark time in my life. But I also learned a lot about myself and um, probably wouldn't be where I am today if, if I hadn't gone through that both emotionally and physically. So um, it's not something I'd ever want to go through again, but, you know, I learned a lot from it. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Dara, you talked also recently about the power of positive thinking. Uh, you swam in the Olympics in, 90, in, in 84, uh, Seoul in 88, Barcelona 92, Sydney 2000, uh, and Beijing 2008. Uh, when the time to train for Beijing arrived, you were pregnant in your 40s. 
tell us how you applied this power of positive thinking back in those days to make this amazing comeback. Well, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think when you're older, you're more mature and you understand things better and you can just sort of have a, a grasp on how to do things. And I didn't know how I was going to make this comeback. I mean, like I said, I, I did just have my child. I wasn't planning on making a comeback when I got pregnant. I wasn't planning once I had her on making a comeback. It just sort of snowballed after a few months and, and I kind of got pressure to do it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And so it wasn't something I'd been thinking about for a long time. And, but when I, when I decided I was going to do it, um, um, I, in my head, once I got all the negativity out, which was like, can my body do it? Can I keep up with the kids? You know, can I be a mom? And, you know, all, once I figured all that stuff out, um, I really just had the thought in my head that I was going to win a gold medal and whether it was feasible or not. I mean, I hadn't even made, you know, I made one Olympic trial cut and that was it. And, and, you know, I had a little less than two years of training. So I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know who the swimmers were out there and how fast they were. So I didn't know, but, but I kept that thought in my head the entire time I was training for 2008. And I really believe that when I swam the 50 freestyle at the Olympic games, and I was fifth going into that event in the world. And I think the power of positive thinking and thinking I was going to get, win a gold medal the entire time I was training, I think that um, also with, uh, you know, really hard training that you do, um, coupled with that, I think really helped me get that silver medal. Cause I don't know if I would have won a medal if I didn't have that positive thought in my head, the whole entire time I was training. Wow. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, Dara, uh, you said also that you were asked about, uh, your most proud moment. And you said that it's not about the medals or records, but it's about the road to the, the road it took to be right. the best you could be. Can you please elaborate a little bit on that? Because it's the process, the one that I mean, most general people don't see. Look, don't get me wrong. Winning the medals is fine. And when you're in the moment and you touch that wall and you win a gold medal and you're standing on the podium, I mean, obviously that's all that you're training for. But when you're older and you think about everything you've gone through in your life to, to be the best you can be, um, that's really what became most important to me. So when I was training for 2008, it wasn't about a, a medal or a record. It was about really what it took. And, and what I mean by that is like what you learn about yourself and how hard you can push yourself and you have to sacrifice and you have to dedicate. And so there's a lot of things that you learn about yourself um, as you're going through this process. So uh, that's why I say that um, the most rewarding thing was the road it took to be the best that I could be. Your documentary premiered on the Eating Disorder Week. Mm -hmm. What would be your best advice um, to all these new generations that are watching you right now, not only in Latin America or in the US and in Europe, that might be struggling with any kind of eating disorder? What would be your, your best advice? Uh, I think the best is, advice is don't be ashamed to tell someone because that's really the reason why I never told anyone that I had it for those four years, five years. You know, I started, started in my freshman year in college. And so um, that's really why I, I just... I didn't want anything, anyone to think bad of me. Um, I didn't know how anyone would react. Um, you know, I'm a people pleaser, so I wanted to make everyone happy. So uh, the biggest thing for me is, is that I tell people is don't be ashamed to talk to someone about it because that's your first step in getting help. And um, even though there's still a road ahead of you to recover and get through it, the hardest part is opening up about it. So that's really what I would tell someone. 
Dana Torres, superstar, iconic, legendary Olympic swimmer, proud mother, author, keynote speaker. Thank you very much for your time and thank you very much for being today on the Millennial Way Show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. See you until the next one. Okay. Thanks so much. There you had it, the one and only Dara Torres. Um, from the all interview, I, I kept um, with uh, this message that she left us, the power of positive thinking. And you can apply that power of positive thinking to anything in your life. It doesn't have to be only sports, but you can apply the positive thinking through all the different um, areas of your life to success and to succeed in anything you want to accomplish. So I really hope you like this podcast. I really hope you like this interview. Remember that you can watch this interview not only in YouTube, but also in all our uh, social media platforms. And you can listen to it also on our podcast version in uh, Spotify and also in SoundCloud and Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and all our different uh, platforms for podcasts. Remember, this is the Millennial Way Show. I'm Ismael Trevino, empowering the new generations. Until the next one.